Hello and welcome to a new edition of Colin on Cars. Now, the Toyota Corolla Cross has just been launched in South Africa, and while at first glance it might look like just another Corolla, it's uh, quite a special vehicle in the local market. First off, it's the uh, first hybrid vehicle that's actually locally manufactured. And there's a very interesting story there. The production line that Corolla Cross is produced on is the same assembly line as the Toyota Corolla Quest. As you can imagine, in a, in a, in a busy factory, there's not a lot of storage space along the line. So there's a logistics problem getting the right parts like dashboards, seats, carpets, uh, all the bits and pieces to the right portion of the assembly line at the right time. And Nigel Ward, the Executive Director of Manufacturing at the Toyota SA Motors plant in Prospecton, Durban, told me that uh, in order to work out where the potential log jams or block points were, they actually studied the London Underground Railway system to find out how they managed to keep control and predict where things would go wrong. And using what they learned from that, they've set up the production line and the cars are now coming off the line. Over and above that, the assembly process being a unique feature for the Corolla Cross. It's the first that's being manufactured locally on the Toyota new global architecture and it represents a modular platform capable of underpinning hatch sedan and SUV model ranges. Longer term it means that Toyota South Africa has got a lot of flexibility in planning new models. Also the Platform architecture does help with containing costs. But my guest today is going to get into a lot more of the background for you. I'm here with Andrew Kirby, President and CEO of Toyota South Africa Manufacturing. And after a very long gestation period, Toyota Corolla Cross is finally a reality. But it's not just another Corolla, it's a whole lot more than that. There's a long-term plan, a long-term strategy that puts South African manufacturing of automobiles at a world forefront. Andrew, give us some of the background and what you went through to get to where we are. No, thank you and thanks for the, thanks for the opportunity. I think, yes, it was quite a long process. Uh, we made the decision way back in 2016 that we wouldn't invest in the next generation sedan model, knowing that we needed to find a way of being able to localize and manufacture a vehicle that would have a long-term segment growth opportunity. And we're very pleased when eventually we were able to settle on the Corolla Cross. And if you look at that, particular size vehicle and the, the SUV functionality, this is going to be one of the fastest growing segments for us in South Africa, but also for Africa. And so we're taking a long-term view on this to say, 
that we know where, where that segment is going to be going or we have a feeling, a positive feeling about it over the next 15 to 20 years and we wanted to get into that element. The next part of it is that uh, this is the first time we're able to introduce the latest global uh, platform architecture um, that Toyota has around the world and this was quite an important step for us because it meant introducing a lot of new technology uh, to be able to build the platform but it now paves the way for us to be able to add and change uh, in the future now that we have all of the facilities and the technologies in place. And the third element was of course introducing the hybrid. So we, we recognize that we need to start transitioning as a company and as in the market in both South Africa and Africa towards low and zero emission vehicles. And a hybrid was um, the best way to have the biggest uh, impact in terms of creating appeal for customers to move into a low emission vehicle. And of course, over time, we'll progress to a plug-in hybrid or battery electric vehicle as the market grows and the costs of those particular technologies start to reduce over time. So uh, this is a, it's an important point because it changes the profile of what we sell quite dramatically. Suddenly now you have a volume uh, mass appeal vehicle and because it's locally produced, uh, it's really competitive, uh, a competitive package in, in the market. So it, I think it was a very important step for us. And, and of course, it was a decision taken in fairly difficult economic and uh, social political environment. So we, we really had to uh, take a long-term view and back ourselves and be brave to say that we know we, we, where we want to be in 10 to 15 years. We're going to have to really make it work uh, right now. Uh, yeah, there's a, there's a lot of making it work, and 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 one of those, particularly with 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 the hybrid. Obviously, the new entrants to the car market are some of the most active in wanting to change change the world. But those cars that they would really like to have and be part of the green change are still prohibitively expensive. How soon are we realistically going to be able to put a hybrid basic entry-level car in the hands of an 18, 19-year-old new driver? Yeah, well, there are a few dynamics. Um, the first is that there is an agreement uh, that we have with government as an industry to put together a program or a scheme that could reduce the cost of new energy vehicles and uh, already the green paper was uh, announced and launched by Minister Patel in May. Uh, just this week um, the President has made announcements about a green fund in the COP26 uh, meetings. So there's a lot of uh, political willpower to find a way of reducing the cost of those types of vehicles. Uh, we'll have to obviously wait and see until the final regulations are published, but we're really hoping that that would happen uh, early in, in next year. And, and that will certainly reduce uh, the premium that a hybrid costs or a plug-in hybrid or a battery electric vehicle. The challenge for us still is that for an entry-level vehicle to be more affordable, we need the cost of the batteries to come down. And so that's a, a process of uh, innovation. You know, the, the cost process for innovation doesn't happen in a linear fashion, fashion. it happens in step, step changes. So with the current technology that we have around the world, 
it's not really viable for a entry entry level vehicle to be that popular in terms of big volumes until we get some some improvements in those in those cost structures and i think that'll happen in the next two to three years so i wouldn't be surprised if uh before 2025 we've got significant volumes and diversity of products available in the south african market uh, for for entry-level customers um, right up to the more more premium vehicles Andrew, thank you very much and all the very best with your new baby. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. Thank you. Well, that's it for this issue. Uh, maybe it's really time to start thinking about going green. Either way, do stay safe out there. Have fun. Bye. You've been listening to another production from Solid Gold Podcasts.